0: Our quote of the day, if you dream big, work hard, and treat others with kindness, anything is possible. And that is from our guest, Kendra Scott. Uh, very excited for you guys to hear our conversation today. I'm coming to you, Heal Squad, from uh, Kevin's Connecticut office. Kevin's shrine. A shrine to me, which is very sweet. Oh, my light wasn't really quite on me. Oh, there we go. Um, there we go. Hey. Um, So yeah, Kevin has all of me everywhere. So it's kind of awkward for me to be sitting here, but my internet connection was a little better here today. So we decided to come to you from here. Um, super, super excited for you guys to hear my chat with Kendra. I'm going to pull up a little bit on her because my printer is not being very friendly to me. Um, but she, um, She's incredible. We chatted about her building a billion, that's B with a billion, B with a billion with a B. B with a billion. <laughs> <laughs> a billion dollar jewelry empire and uh of course her philanthropic work that she's doing. She's really really um about sharing and and giving back and she's just a really incredible woman. So um I'm really glad that we had time to chat today. We talked all about her her ranch and our love of animals and nature. Um, and I think that if you are interested in kind of diving into the world of entrepreneurship, she is a really great model. She did not go to college for business. She just figured it out. And I think that, you know, that line, where there's a will, there's a way, very much applies. And, um, you know, it was, it's funny when you talk to young people and they're like, You know, I think this idea will work or, you know, this will make a lot of money. And um, it really, really, if you're going to go into uh, this world and be an entrepreneur, you really have to love what you're doing. And she explains why in the interview. Um, So, Without further ado, Kendra Scott is an entrepreneur, philanthropist, and mother. She is the executive chairwoman, designer, and former chief executive officer of the billion-dollar jewelry brand, Kendra Scott, where she now sits as president of the company. In 2017, she was named Ernst & Young's National Entrepreneur of the Year. Kendra continues to lead her company on the foundation of three core pillars, family, fashion, and philanthropy. Uh, you guys are really, really going to love her advice and, um, you're going to be blown away at some of the really cool things she has in her company for her employees that once we go big, I'll be implementing for sure. I mean, too good. Anyway, I don't want to spoil it or give it away, but, uh, enjoy our conversation. Here's the thing. Obviously you've had so much success with your company, and when you see that you're valued at a billion dollars, like, don't you at some point want to be like, I can do that now. I can go to Italy now and say, peace out, everybody. Like, you know, why wait and why are there more goals? Like, I just am curious. And yeah. I know mean a lot of people would be curious because my dad always says, Maria, how
1: much is enough? Right. I love that. Well, first, I love that accent you know, it's not about a dollar amount, right? I think for me, I feel like I have so much energy and I feel like I have this opportunity to now do a lot of really great things and kind of give back in a big way. And so I feel like I have a lot to do. It's not necessarily, oh, I want to build a bigger business and I want it to be valued at $2 billion. Or I could care less, honestly, about those things. Mm-hmm. For me, now I'm in this next stage of my life after working so hard from the ground up, like Struggling to pay my rent, you know, being a single mom, growing a business, to where after 20 years of building a business that's now at this stage, now I get to do these other amazing things, like build a women's institute at the University of Texas to empower other women, and you know, help with causes that are so important to me. And now I feel like wow, we could do things that could actually like make a real impact on women and children while I'm alive. And I have that opportunity. And if I don't do it, I don't think I could live happily in Italy or anywhere else. Right. So for me, it's more about that. I just I'm so excited to get up every day. You know, I lost my stepdad when he was 47 and I'm 47 And I think about that every morning, Maria. And I think about, I had, he wanted to do so much more and I have those breaths in my lungs to be able to do those things. And I think that's what, you know, gets me excited is that that's, that's the drive is we have a very short time on this earth. Mm -hmm. Um, And while we're here, you know, let's make the most of what we can do, where we can leave our fingerprint in a positive way.
0: Okay. Two things. One, you're so right about that. Um, I want to go back to the weird thing you said where you said you were 47 because that's <laughs> just crazy in a second. So Kelsey Puja, I know you're in here. Just remind me to go back to that crazy oh, thing she said. She said that because, and I said
2: in my head, I'm like, Are you kidding me? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> guys, what I like hanging out with you all already. <laughs> we're gonna be great friends,
0: but we'll go back to this other thing because you keep saying you have so much energy. And for someone who feels like they have very little left, I'm curious, have you ever been burnt out?
1: Yeah. You know, I think, look, there's been a lot of times life is a series of peaks and valleys. Um, we will have these peaks. And then before you know it, something will start happening or someone around us will get sick or someone we love is going through something difficult. And you could be at the Mm -hmm. highest peak. And the next day you could be at the lowest valley, not even expecting it to happen. And I think those moments sometimes are the ones that you just feel like, okay, how could you go from this place of waking up the day before feeling so amazing about life and where Mm -hmm. things are going and in one day and sometimes can be that quick you feel like everything has been swept out from underneath you and I think 2020 for me honestly Maria was one of those years that I kept it just a series of things my dad was very ill he suffered multiple heart attacks I was in the hospital with him you know a lot I went through a divorce uh, I mean, it was wow. like my business, then the pandemic hit, I had to close 120 stores, you know, it was, and every day I'd wake wow. up and I'd say, it can't get any worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, <you're laughs> I would like, it can't get any worse. It's got to only get better. And then I had to have an emergency surgery in the same hospital that my dad is checked into for his heart attack. We're both in the hospital at the same time, Maria. I mean, this what is for real, he had to, they wheeled him down in a wheelchair to come visit me while I was getting surgery. So it was one, you know, when I think about those things, it's, you know, you go through some, sometimes you think how much more can you handle? And,
0: It's time to make your life a little easier and to help you out. I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there, this little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're going to love it. So trying to be a bright light for my children for
1: my employees who were also suffering during the pandemic as we were trying to navigate the future of a retail business and making sure that they felt that I was there for them. And I do remember there are a few days just feeling like, I don't know if I can handle this. Like, I don't know if I have that strength that I always felt like I had because it was just constant of one thing after another. And I think that's where I really realized, you know, where we started to really focus on mental health in our company too, is that I wasn't alone. You know, we had a lot of moms at home that were struggling, uh, trying to teach their kids. And I really started to open up conversations of saying, you guys, look, I'm, I was very transparent. I'm going through a rough time. Um, And I let people around me know it to where before I'd always just kind of like I got this. I'm going to put on a happy face. Even if I'm struggling, I'm going to put on this, like, I'm going to be okay. I'm not, I'm going to hold it in. And 2020 was so hard that I finally just had to say, you guys, I'm suffering. And this is a really hard year. And I am, I, you know, and I'm, I, I need help. I need my friends. Uh, I need my family. I need people around me and I needed to be honest and open and it was okay to be vulnerable. And once I showed that vulnerability, then others could feel like they could also be vulnerable. And it really raised our awareness of how important it is to, to be okay with being open about when you're struggling. And so um, that gave me amazing strength is that we were kind of, you know, you form a group around you of love and support and to know that you can't, you're not one. I wasn't, I'm not Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And I even, it was open and honest with my children. You know, I've got um, older boys as well that are one's just turned 20 and one is 17 and being able to say to them, you know, I'm struggling too right now, Ma. you know, and and I haven't ever, I've always been the one that's like, no matter what, I'm going to wipe my tears away and I'm going to be the, uh, smiling for them. And when I was able to do that with them, we really started to even have a more dynamic, open, really, really heartfelt conversation. And it was a different layer of closeness that my sons and I went through during that year because we were all just real, and sometimes real isn't happy or pretty or all those things. So, um, you know, I think when people look at someone like, oh, she's got all these things and she's this and she's that she's so happy all the time. And I think it's really important for people to say, that's not everyone, everyone. And not every day, not every day. No, but everyone will go through painful times in their life, loss, divorce, you know, business failure, whatever it might be. Right. And we can't go tackle those things alone. And and it's okay to say like, I'm not, you know, I'm not doing all right today.
0: Getting better isn't easy, but it is a whole lot better when we can do it together. We love and appreciate and are so grateful for all of you. Yeah. Wow. I had no idea you were going through all of that. <laughs> it was crazy. Isn't it wild though, when you look back and you're like, I mean, I keep hearing the song in my head. I'm still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause it's like, how the fuck am I still standing after everything? because I've gone through so much in the last five years. And then just this last year, like this time last year, I had two parents in the hospital with COVID separate hospitals, both immune compromised. It was a real challenging time. And so, you know, and then you say the same thing in your head. I I don't think I can handle more. And then more comes and more comes, and more comes. And you're like, okay, I guess I can. All right. Yep. Mm -hmm. I can, I can. And we, we really don't give ourselves enough credit for how resilient we really are. We always will paint this picture of, oh, there's just no way I would survive that, that I would never survive. And you just see humans survive the unsurvivable every day. So, what were the keys for you? Because that's a lot. Business, personal, and health. Yeah. I mean, it's you got the full whammies. Yeah. How did you get through that time? What were the like if you had to advise someone who's in a similar situation, I know you said surrounding yourself with people and being vulnerable, but were there other actions that you took?
1: I had to, you know, I couldn't say yes to everything. I liked, I hate letting people down. And when people ask me to do something, I always want to try to do it. And I realized that year that I had to, to just really say no to some things, which were hard or to pass things along to other people and let them manage those things. And also just take that time for myself And one of the things I really got into was yoga, which sounds just like, not like it would be that life-changing, but it was life-changing for me because I'm like, move the minute I wake up, I'm go, 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 go. And I don't stop. And I hardly take a breath and doing yoga for me was like all the things, like I felt healthier physically, but then just breathing and stopping for 45 minutes to an hour every day. I can't tell you that one simple thing could have made such an impact for my whole day. Um, And so that really like, and that was something I never thought I'd get into. Cause I was like, if I'm not working out at this high level intensity, then I'm not really getting a workout. And if I'm going to do an hour, I got to do it like full on, you know, I've got to be throwing tires around or something, you know? (laughs) And I, I finally, you know, somebody was like, just try it, just try it. Kendra. I'm like, Oh, yoga, whatever. And I did. And I'm like, Why have I waited all of my life to do this? And, you know, even physically, like I felt stronger and all those things. So that was huge. And then I think also understanding that I needed to let things go. And, you know, my uh, president at the time who'd been with me for seven years, I was like, you know, the day-to-day business things, I really feel like this is a great time to pass that baton to let you take over the CEO role and allow me to focus on things after 20 years in the CEO seat. To step back and and focus on the things that I really feel I can propel, not just the business forward, but our legacy of what I want to leave behind from a philanthropic standpoint. And also, I have a little boy, I have an eight year old, to have this opportunity to enjoy these years before he becomes a teenager like my older boys um, was important to me too. And, And that was a big step. I don't think if all of those things hadn't come at me at one time, I would have just been trying to do everything and continue to do everything and, you know, be a little harried. And I really just being honest and, and saying this is the right time uh, was huge. And I feel like this sense of every day I wake up and I I have so many things I'm excited about doing. And obviously I'm still the, you know, majority shareholder of Kendra Scott. I'm the chairwoman. I'm the head lead designer. I'm doing all the things. I really haven't, like when I say step back, it's not really step back, but I'm also allowing some of the things that You know, I was making every single decision on every single thing every day. Now it's like I have a great team that I've built over 20 years and I respect and trust them. And I have them in these seats and positions because they're amazing and they're Mm -hmm. so good at what I mean, great at what they do. Um, So and they get it. They get the brand. They understand what we're doing. And it's really been nice to be able to kind of let like just say, hey, guys, you know, we got this together and and have a little bit, you know, like I don't need to do all of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Why is legacy so important to you?
1: Uh, I mean, I think for me, after losing my stepfather to brain cancer, I was, you know, him being so young. I know for him, he just he felt like he wished he had time to do more to leave behind. And he when he was suffering with cancer, you know, he got to a point where he would have difficulty forming sentences and um, but he could understand everything you were saying to him. And he was a two time Vietnam veteran, a Purple Heart recipient. He spoke five languages fluently. So for him not to be able to speak one language, you know, broken was so frustrating for him. But my first business was a hat company and I started it because he uh, had lost his hair and I'd met so many women that had lost their hair with chemotherapy while he was going through treatment. And so I started a hat company where I was sewing cotton linings and hats uh, for women who, you know, so they'd be more comfortable and soft on their heads. And I had loved fashion since I was a little girl. And he said to me, Kendra, if you can do what you're passionate about, but also do something good at the same time, then you're going, like that's your life's purpose is, mm. you know, we're all given different gifts and talents, but how do we take those gifts and talents and also like do something good that we can like really empower people, right. And, and, and make a change for the better. And so fashion was my way to do that. And so the little hat company was where I could, See when I'd hand a hat to someone and see how happy they made them and how beautiful they felt when they put it on and and confident um, that I was using a skill to do something good. Uh, And so I think legacy for me is, is just that it is the ability to build something now that I'm teaching others, mentoring others, the ability to not only empower them to be their best selves, you know, showing women that it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter if you don't have the best education in the world, or if your parents aren't Rockefellers, you know, you can be an owner of a billion dollar brand, but not just that, because it's not about money. It's about then you get this opportunity to like, do things that can change the world for the better. How cool is that? And so for me, it's like that has been the reason I have built this business from day one was I wanted to build something and use the gifts I was given to make a difference in the world. It was never about me being this fashion, you know, whatever. It was more about I love fashion and design. Now, how can I take that and really do something good while I'm here? So when we talk about the valuation and all those things, those are great. But I'm more excited that we've given $40 million to women and children's charities. I mean, I'm looking at our give back dollars way more than I look at anything else. And that's what kind of drives us. I mean, we're kind of a philanthropic organization in a for-profit company. So it's different than you think about different brands. This is very different on how we kind of work here. So legacy is everything to us at Kendra Scott. I mean, we we're wanting to build something that is going to be here. Generations uh, that are going to empower women edge, to help them with their education and health far beyond when I'm here, my children were here. Hopefully my grandchildren and great grandchildren will be able to be a part of continuing that legacy.
0: So cool. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do snack. Kind of snacks I used to use, where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them, and I feel safer. Um, plus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over ten percent of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me, and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're gonna love them. I love that, and I love, I love that. That was like how it all kind of started. As the weather gets colder, well, everywhere but LA, and the year creeps to an end, we all have one thing on our minds. Christmas, the holidays, the best time of the year, but for some, it can be the toughest, most stressful and lonely time. I, for one, can say this is going to be a hard holiday season for us without my mom, and you know what? It's okay to not always be merry and cheery and to feel those feelings, but it is important to get the support you need. You've heard me talk about Talkspace. It's the number one online therapy platform that has thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and much more. With Talkspace, you're able to access providers from your device 24-7. It's like having a therapist in your pocket. So if you need a little support to help you through the end of the year or want to start building towards a better upcoming year, Talkspace is here to help. Match with a licensed therapist when you go to Talkspace.com and get $100 off your first month with the promo code BETTER. That's $100 off when you use the code BETTER at Talkspace.com. I know in today's hectic and stress-filled world, we're always looking for ways to improve our overall wellness. That's why I'm so excited to invite you to watch a wellness panel I moderated brought to you by Sprouts Farmers Market over at sprouts.com backslash livestream. We chatted about gut health, inflammation, immunity, stress, and anxiety because who can't use some help in those areas? I know I can. You're going to be so inspired to hear from the golden girl of wellness herself, Candice Kumai, discuss the principle of kintsugi and some seriously delicious wellness on this friendly recipes. Dr. Josh Axe and Jordan Rubin, co-founders of Ancient Nutrition, also brought some incredible gut health and inflammation tips like how to pick a probiotic and incorporate bone broth. Finally, New York Times bestselling author and founder of The One, Naomi Whittle, introduced us to Spice Fruit, an amazing supplement for metabolic health. Guys, you can't miss this conversation. Head over to Sprouts.com slash livestream to catch the recording. After you watch, you might just be inspired to stock up on some goodness for delivery or curbside pickup at shop.sprouts.com. Hey Hill Squad, are you guys having trouble sleeping or having any back pain? Maybe it's time to start thinking about a new mattress. And you know, I love my sleep number mattress. If you're like me, you hate mattress shopping. You go lay on a million beds, end up dizzy and hungry, and just pick something because you're desperate. I've always gone home unhappy, but not anymore. Okay, I don't know why we didn't know about sleep number before. Maybe it was just me. But you go online, take a quiz, then you go into the store, and they use a high tech mattress to discover your pressure points. It's actually a perfect process. Then they take your sleep number. Mine's 25. You lay on one or two beds that the quiz chose for you and boom, you're done. And their beds are even more high tech and mind blowing than I have time to tell you right now. But just wait till you try. I almost cried. And my bed is temperature balancing. So my house doesn't have to be an igloo at night. And I have a foot heater. (laughs) What is this? And if Kevin's snoring, I can raise his head with my controls. Mm Mm-hmm. Trust me. Don't go anywhere else ever. Discover special offers right now for a limited time at your local sleep number store or sleepnumber.com backslash better. Sleep number. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. So you went from the hat company, that was kind of a challenge. Um, and then you got interested in jewels. So um tell us a little bit about kind of how you transitioned into jewelry. And, and, you know, whatever kind of nuggets you can throw in there for somebody who has an idea and wants to run with it because it's, it's something that seems so unattainable and challenging, right? Like I liken it to like when I was growing up and I was dreaming about being on TV and it just seems so unattainable. And then I saw John Stamos on TV. I'm like, he's Greek. (laughs) If he can do it, I can do it. Um, But there's, but in Hollywood, there's no kind of like formula right yeah. if you want to be a doctor there's a formula if you want to be an entrepreneur there really is kind of a formula you just have to be okay with failing a lot I feel like as <laughs> yes. an entrepreneur. um yeah. so yeah any nuggets you can give so anybody who's listening can you know can feel like they're they're learning along the way learning the kinder way yeah.
1: You know, I think, first of all, you've got to love what you're doing. If you're doing something just to make money, I'm going to tell you right now to stop doing it. And I know that sounds like, what? This is, you know, we're in this world where, you know, we everyone thinks about, oh, we want to be rich. We want to have a nice car. We want to have a nice house. But at the end of the day, I promise you, if you're just doing it for money, you're going to be miserable and unhappy. And it's not probably going to survive if you're starting a business because there are going to be so many difficult times that if you don't have the passion and the love for what you're doing, you're not going to get out of those ugly valleys like we talked about earlier and get to your next peak because you don't, the passion is what's going to get you out of there and that excitement for what you love to do. So that's one. Two, I would say, you know, with the hat business, I was so focused that the hat thing had to work that I was making jewelry for my store. And that was selling the day I put it out on my little counter. But the hats, you know, I'd be like, I would would sell like a hat a day or whatever. Now hats are like a big, much bigger deal. So I was way ahead of my time, Maria. But you were uh, I know, but I didn't see what was working because in my brain, I was like, I've got I'm gonna open hat stores and it's gonna be the hat thing. And so I would say to anybody thinking about starting a business, when you're in it, sometimes you gotta have to like have that 360 approach and be okay to pivot and be agile that maybe there's something in there that's really working, but maybe what you thought was gonna be the main thing might not work. And that's okay. And sometimes putting that to bed, and you know, I had to fail, I failed, I closed that store. And customers kept calling me for the jewelry, not hats. And so it was forcing me to continue to make jewelry. And I was kind of like, uh, hello, Kendra, maybe there's something here to this jewelry business. Um, So that would be two. And then the last thing I'd say is you've got to put, you've got to be disruptive. If you're doing what everyone else is doing, you've already failed. So, you know, if you're like, I want to make jewelry that looks like X, Y, and Z, the same people, you're going to be just one of a million. So you have to do something disruptive. Um, You've got to put your own unique fingerprint on things. And otherwise, there's no point in doing it, right? So really looking at your competition and thinking about, one, what's out there and what do people really want? What do you want that you can't find? What do you need that you can't find? Because nine times out of 10, there's a lot of people that feel the same way that you do. So I think that's super important. And then know that you're not going to be able to do this alone. No one can be the best CEO, CFO, uh, product developer, planner, all those things. So eventually you have to build a winning team and be really honest with yourself on what you're great at, but more important, be honest on what you suck at, because you need to hire people that are great at the things that you suck at, right? (laughs) So I think sometimes, you know, when you entrepreneur, you can get that, like, I can do it all cannot do it all um, and be really honest and open and hire awesome people that are smarter than you that are. And when I say smarter, that doesn't mean that you're not smart. Just saying, hey, when it comes to Excel spreadsheets, I am not good at them. I need somebody who doesn't does those way better and can handle that. Now I like to read them, but I don't want to have to put one together. So, you know, it was, it was things like that, that I think can really help somebody when they're starting a business and, you know, look, get a mentor, that's my biggest piece of advice, not just one. If you can find more than one, um, I am running a business every single day that's bigger than it was the night before. And so I'm an uncharted territory every morning. And so I have amazing mentors that have run businesses that have built bigger businesses than mine that I call and I'll say, hey, we're going through this right now. What are your thoughts? Do you have a few minutes? I'd love to get your take on this. I'm I'm always wanting to be a sponge. I want to learn constantly. And I now get to mentor other young entrepreneurs who are, you know, because I've already traveled that road they're walking on. And so I think having mentors that you respect and they don't have to be in your field they could be in different businesses, but they how they run their business, how they treat their people, how they uh, you know reach out to their community—all those things matter. So finding good mentors will get you a long, long way in business.
0: Yeah, and I like the advice of even people who aren't in your business because they'll be able to look at it a little differently yes. and give you something that somebody else might not have. Um, and and the idea of pivoting, not being so rigid and stuck on something, but you know, in terms of hiring people, when you are a small business, and I know you were that at one point, yeah. how do you hire the best when you can't afford the best? What tips do well, you have for that?
1: Yeah, I think, it, okay, initially, there were seven of us for a long time. Um, now we've got over 3,000 employees across the country. I will say over 95% women, by the way, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. Uh, but in initially, it was, I've hired... On heart I know that sounds so crazy we do the but, same thing
0: Kevin says yeah. all the time hire for heart train for skill
1: yes yes you can train skills but you can't train that heart that love that you know that's just that being a good thoughtful kind person those were that was super important to me and people that had passion if they were excited about it so I
0: think about like you know I was hiring design Trust me, you won't regret it.
1: Assistance first, because I couldn't make all my samples. It was out of like necessity. You know, I was making everything myself out of my extra bedroom of my house. (laughs) And, you know, I needed help. I couldn't, I couldn't do all of that. So it was like a production assistant. Then it was a design assistant. Then I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to go to market. I I mean, so I was bringing like some of these people were then going to market and they were designers with me and we were selling at the Javits Center. We were, I mean, we were doing all these different things within the organization. And so finding people that have that flexibility to wear a lot of hats in the beginning is really Mm -hmm. great. Then you're going to get to a point where you're starting to see things increase and you have to make that pivotal decision of, I need to hire some really good experienced folks. And those are going to cost me a little more money. When I hired my first COO, um, it was 10 years into the business and um, I had to take my salary down to almost nothing. To hire him. And I remember our controller saying, Kendra, we can't afford him. And I said, we can't not afford him. You've got to invest sometimes. So we're investing in machinery or we're investing in manufacturing, we're investing in various things. But investing in people in those key growth stages is probably one of the most important things you can do uh, when you're running a business. And that has been pivotal as you know, from then to now. We went from seven employees to three thousand. We went from you know a million and a half dollars to now we're valued over at a billion you know dollars. So think about the amount of people that we've been hiring, but it's still on heart. I mean, they can bring in a gold-plated resume, Maria, and if they're not nice or they seem a little, I'm like, you're not going to be able to work here. Like we just, it's not going to work. I've got to understand, I, and I agree, gotta, <laughs> right? Got it. I mean. Yeah. But when you walk in our stores, when you walk in our offices, you just feel that it's it's not this, you know, bitchy fashion. It's like these kind people rooting for one another. You know, we have mothers nursing rooms. We've got, you know, babies in the office, kids running around on scooters, you know, with the children's play area. We've got yoga in the lawn. Like it's this environment that is just loving and supportive um, and you know, that's something that I think I'm probably most proud of what we've developed here for sure.
0: That's so cool.
1: I love it is that. Fun. We have a nail salon too. So if you come, you can get your nails done. It's, and then that's
0: complimentary. If you work here, wait, that's Jean. Yes. <laughs> that is the hardest thing for women to keep up with is getting your nails done. And unfortunately yes. we live in a time where it's like, kind of a necessity you can't well
1: and we sell jewelry so we want our fingers fingers to look nice and we never I have never a time so this all these perks are coming from a mother of three who is always running around like a crazy person I'm like what would make what would make me so happy is if we had a smoothie bar and a nail salon so I could have something that I'm not starving at three o'clock when I'm ready to fall apart I need a healthy smoothie and we need nails. And so I'm like, we're giving this complimentary to all employees so that they can go, they'll have meetings getting pedicures like with their laptops sitting next to each other. It's amazing. It's it's like a woman's utopia here.
0: I love that. You know, when we built Afterbuzz, my husband put in like laundry machines. So our host, because he knew everyone's like burning the candle at both ends, it's so hard to get their laundry done. So we would have our laundry machines there for them and You know, we made it an environment where it felt kind of like a bar so people could like feel like they had a night out and it was like a cool thing. So everybody, well, certain people I know in certain companies try to give some kind of atmosphere for their employees so that they feel um, taken care of. I love the nail salon. I'm totally (laughs) going to steal that someday. Kelsey, Puja, we're all going to be getting our nails done yes. once we go next level. That Zoe. sounds amazing. <laughs> <We're in. laughs> um, but I also think, um, I think, you know, the, the hiring is always, you know, kind of like the hardest thing is how do you find the right people? And, um, and that's always challenging, but I, I love where y- y- you set an example. You're like, I'm, I, I have to do this and I'm not going to take a salary and, I've done that myself, where it's like, nope, nope, we yeah. put money somewhere else. If you're gonna try to go right. for it, but I
1: think too, you know, one of the things people say, well, how did you find these people? And in the earlier days, I would just tell anyone i knew that might be connected in any way to any business people or you know whatever what i wanted like my dream COO, what he would look he or she would look like you know what what their personality would be what they were really good at things that they might have done in their past lives of, of business or whatever and literally one of those people that i would just it's kind of like when you you know look for like the man of your dreams you tell your friends i want a guy who's like this this right we write down all the things we want when you're thinking about high and key people in your organization it's like write your dream person down and yeah. then share it because the world can't read your mind so you know if we want things to happen we got to put it out there and we've got to and we've got to let people see it um same thing with like building our company like we do a painted picture of every 3 years what we want and that includes not just like you know how many stores and you know sales and things like that but it's like We put a vision of building this Women's Institute for other women, young women, to teach them leadership and entrepreneurial mindset and give that to all women, not just women that were in the business school. We wanted women who were in any field, right? And that became a reality because we put it out there and we could all see it and we could see what that could look like. And then we could build the roadmap on how to get there. And people, since we knew that's what we were looking for And we would talk about it. We'd have people call us, well, I heard you're going to be doing this thing, or you might be doing this thing. How do we get involved? How do we help with that? And all of a sudden we started getting all of these great people to help us build something that was really just a dream. Um, And I think that's such an important thing when you're looking for hiring um, or anything in your life really is to really think of like, close your eyes and really think about what does this look like? or What does this person look like? And then tell everybody you can and hope that you know, someone will call you one day and say, "Hey, you know, I met this person who just is looking for something that might be a right fit." Um, and that's usually that. how you find the greatest people, or potentially a boyfriend. You know,
0: it works either way. You're telling your friends and the universe, which yes. one of, one or the other will deliver. Yes, and yes. I want to ask you because at the beginning of this, you said that you know you're building this this institute and and doing all of this kind of like giving back to the young entrepreneurs because you want them to know no matter what their background, their parents were Rockefellers, they can do this. They can build a business like this. So did you go to business school?
1: <laughs> no, I'm a college dropout, Maria. Um, proudly. Sure? I went, I got a master's degree in the school of hard knocks. I'm not, I don't know if you're familiar with it, but um, no, you know what? I, my stepfather was sick uh, when I was in high school. He, he was diagnosed with brain cancer and my whole world kind of shifted. I, so I ended up taking, I was going to just take time off after my freshman year of college to I was at MD Anderson with my mom a lot and I really wanted to focus on that year of just being there. We knew that he was, you know, struggling at that point. And my intention was to always go back. And then at 19, I started this hat business. Uh, motivated by, you know, what I was living through. And I really did. I thought, well, I'll start this and then I'll go back. I'll go back. And then five years, I'm running this little hat company and just trying to make it work, working seven days a week. Like it was not working, but I was like, this is going to work. And I wanted to do, but then I lost my stepfather. And so it was like, this business for me was more than just a business. It was like, I wanted to do this for him too. And so I think, you know, that's, it's hard when you go through things like that because you're like, oh my God, and then you fail at it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's, it was a really trying, I think, time, but at the same time, it's like, it led me to this. So that hat box was my education. Um, I never got back to school, but that little store running it seven days a week, paying my rent, trying to figure out overhead, understanding what margins look like. If I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't have built the business I have today. And it was my bridge that I needed to get me to where I am. And there was no amount of business education that I could have ever gotten at a university that would have given me the skill set to be able to really understand what I needed to do to build this successful business today. So I think we, we all have these visions. We go to high school. We go to college. We get a good job. This is the path, right? And my path got derailed because of a personal family issue. But it was exactly where I needed to go. Um, it was exactly the track I needed to get on uh, for where my future was going to lead me. And I think if we can sometimes embrace those moments and say, there might be a reason that this is happening to me right now. And even with the failure of the hat box, I look back and I think it, I think that every day that that happened, because if it hadn't, I would not be sitting here with you today. I would not be doing the things that we're doing. I needed that time there and I needed that failure to be where I am today, for sure. So for me, that was the best education I could have. Now, later, I just said, you know, I do want to learn more because my business was growing and I didn't go to business school. So I took
0: a entrepreneurial master's
1: And they bring in 65 students to MIT for a a three year, you go for like a long, you know, like a week each year and then you do all this stuff throughout the year. And I did that from 2006 to 2009, right during the recession. Uh, And it was so great because I was able to learn from other entrepreneurs uh, who had started businesses and really gave just solid advice on things that I needed to learn. So I think we can always have continued education. I don't think it mm-hmm. ends with college or a master's or it may not even be typical. It may yeah. be on, you know, internships. It may be taking other course, just other courses uh, that interest you. So, you know, I always even say to my kids, don't feel like you have to do it exactly this way. Sometimes following your heart, but also really thinking about like, what are the things that you want to learn? Because it may not just be available in a typical university.
0: To all our entrepreneurial hill squatters out there who make products and crafts to sell online, have I got a tool for you. Introducing ShipStation, the service that makes it easy to manage your orders and get your products out the door. No matter how you sell, Shopify, Etsy, your own website even, ShipStation funnels all your orders in a one simple interface that you can manage from anywhere, even your cell phone. With ShipStation, small businesses can now access the same rates usually reserved for Fortune 500 companies without contracts or commitments. 100,000 plus online sellers choose ShipStation making it the number one choice for you online sellers you can ship more in less time and for a lot less money just use my offer code BETTER to get a 60 day free trial that's two months free of no hassle stress free shipping just go to ShipStation.com click on the microphone at the top of the page and type in BETTER that's ShipStation.com enter the offer code BETTER and make ship happen (laughs) The holidays are all about coming together and creating the magic of the season. Sure, you can buy ornaments and decorations, but isn't building your own so much more fun? This year, KiwiCo invites your family to make the holidays a little more hands-on, all while learning a thing or two along the way. KiwiCo is the one-stop gift shop for kids of every interest and age. Kids can discover the mechanics behind everyday objects, learn the science of cooking, explore new cultures, and practice new art and design techniques, all through fun, hands-on projects. Their website is amazing. There are so many cool things to choose from. I personally am buying the light-up haunted house for me, Kelsey, and Pooja to build when we need a little brain break. But seriously, this holiday season, give the gift of a fun, hands-on holiday experience with KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month, plus free shipping on any crate line with code BETTER at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at K-I-W-I-C-O.com with the promo code BETTER. Yeah, I think you're such an example for life is happening for you, not to you. Mm -hmm. Like, if you think about that, you know, the stuff with your stepdad and, you know, the hat box not succeeding, but the jewelry, and then, you know, (laughs) even just this last year, everything that you went through so that you could step down, but step up in other ways, you could have looked at it like, oh my God, I can't handle everything. And you know, everything's falling apart instead, like life is happening for you. Yes. Um, and I, I, love I love hearing that. that story. And I, I know you also took jewelry classes when the jewelry was starting yes. to kind of kick off. You wanted to learn more about that, but I think it's so inspirational for people to see that even when you don't have the background, you can figure it out. And I wonder in those kind of like initial, initial days, you know, you're building a jewelry business. And you said the biggest thing you learned was about margins. Can you talk about that?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, I learned that, first of all, retail is the hardest business out there. Uh, You know, running a brick and mortar retail store was really difficult. And I was buying from other designers. Um, And so I was, you know, the margin between what I was able to buy from a wholesale price point and then retail and then thinking about your rent and your overhead and your employees and all the other things, there wasn't enough margin there for me to be able to be successful. Um, And so I really felt like one, I didn't want to be in retail because that's scary. Also, it was super scary. You had to, and I'm saying this now from a girl who has 125 retail stores. So this is where, when I say pivot and be agile and be flexible with your hard
0: (laughs) nose, things will change throughout your life. And you're like, Oh, okay. Um, Well, because the, the brick and mortars, not to interrupt, but the brick and mortars end up becoming like, marketing and advertising at this point, I think, right? Oh, amazing. Yes. And I, yeah.
1: brick and mortar is is more alive than ever. I'm going to say it, uh, where everybody, you know, last year was like, it's dead and no one's going to go into stores anymore. People cannot wait to get into stores right now and see people and shop and that community. Um, people need human touch. We, I love that we can meet like this, but I cannot wait, Maria, when we can sit and be together in, in, in Tuscany right? In Tuscany, (laughs) right. Um, So, I mean, we need human touch. We need that connection. We need community. And so we can find those things in these places, right? And so for our stores, for me, it's all about connection. It's not about necessarily selling. It's about People coming in, experiencing the brand, experiencing the joy, having fun in the store, being with their friends, attending a Kendra Gives Back event for a charity that they love—like it's about community. And I think if businesses kind of thought about retail that way, it'd be a totally different thing, right? And we have since the beginning, so that's different. Um, Going back, I'm trying to remember where we were, but I was afraid to open retail. I thought if I just designed and manufactured and other stores came in and wrote the orders like I did when I had my little hat box store. I'd ship it and then I would never have to worry about it again. And that would be great. And, you know, that, that that's how I want to do. It. I want to be on the other end of this because I was on the other side. So I thought I'm going to manufacture and wholesale. And so that's really how I started. And when I started, Maria, I did not scream from the rooftops that I was starting a jewelry company. After the failure of my first business, I didn't want to tell anybody I was starting a business. Um, I was just doing it kind of like if I can make enough money to help with, you know, my family and I had a newborn baby, you know, it would be great because I was also afraid like people be like, oh, you know, yeah, here she goes. She's already a failure. Let's see how she does with this one. I was so worried about that, that I was just quiet about it. And then as things started to move and I was just I started to realize, you know what, maybe I have something here. And again, my good friends, the people in my life were the ones that were like wearing it, telling everybody about it, you know, and they became like, and I'm like, you guys, you know, I'm not like really like making a big deal about it yet. And they are like, why not? This is amazing. (laughs) Why are you telling everybody? Uh, They became like the ones telling everybody. And so the business was, you know, started to kind of grow organically. But for almost eight years, I did not do retail. I just did manufacturing and wholesale to other stores. So we had been, we had some great accounts like Nordstrom and some others as well. So that was great um, until the recession hit. And it forced me again, life happening. What what was your, I got
0: to write this down and put it in my thing. Oh my God. It's my literal, it's my mantra for life. Life is happening for you. For you. you. Yes. So life happened. I mean,
1: no, I can't. I'm putting it in my office. Life happened for me in 2008 with the recession. And people would say, what it was one of the worst economic crises of our time. You that that's a gift, and it was the greatest gift Kendra Scott, the company has ever gotten because it forced me to say, I mean, our wholesale partners we closing stores daily that I was writing orders for buyers that I had worked with were getting laid off at the department stores that I had built relationships with. All of my eggs were in one basket. And I was so worried about the buyers and the store owners for all those years. I forgot who the most important person was. It was my customer. And I knew I had to go direct to consumer. I had to talk to her directly. And what is the best way to do that? open a store, really build our e-commerce so that we could connect with her, really build our social media platform so I could hear what she wanted, what she needed. And in 2009, we really refocused the business to a direct-to-consumer, still, of course, having our wholesale customer base, but everything in, in our company was, if we make the customer happy, it doesn't matter what happens in wholesale because they're gonna ask for our products. They're gonna want Kendra Scott in the stores. I've gotta make her happy. Uh, and that really changed the whole direction of, of where we went. And that's when we started to see this lightning in a bottle growth was from 2010, you know, to today. Um, and it would not have happened. I was just kind of going along. We were growing, but not growing huge. It was safe. And then the recession hit and it shook up the snow globe and it forced me to have to look at things differently. And it also made me create a better business. The pandemic, same thing. I mean, this was my 2020 plan in March. (laughs) I was like, okay, well, that's out the window. Let's start over. (laughs) (laughs) And we had to like get whiteboards out at my house, six feet apart, masks on and like figuring out, you know, my, my uh, CEO and I figuring out like what we're going to do as we're zooming our board members in of like, okay. And it forced us to do things that we may not have done and create better service like curbside pickup and virtual try on and all of these cool things we had out there that we wanted to implement in the future. We brought it up right to today and our customer was so happy. Um, And so, you know, I think we look at those things like you said, and you could just go, oh God, this is going to fail. I mean, there's no way we're getting out of this or it's like, okay, let's, Let's just see what, let's see what works. Let's, you know, and this may not work, but at least we're moving one foot in front of the other. Um, You, you know, even, and and that's the thing I always tell my team, it's okay if we we're moving and something doesn't work, but if we just are afraid to do anything, because we're afraid it won't work, we're never going to move forward. You've got to paint the train
0: while it's moving. (laughs) (laughs) the train while it's moving. Yeah, we're pretty good at that. All we do is kind of trains while they're moving. They're moving yeah. fast.
2: <laughs> I was Ooh. like,
0: I don't know many people that can keep up. We're pretty crazy. <laughs> um I love this. I think I think you're just so great, Kendra. You have such great wow. energy, such a great spirit. Um it's no coincidence that you have succeeded so wildly and that you're giving so much of yourself back. I wonder like personally what do you do for kind of your your mental health, your physical health? Like, obviously, I know you said yoga, which is great. And, and definitely another kind of moment for me where I'm like, oh, this yoga thing keeps screaming. I probably should try it. Trust me. Please do. I got the mirror. I mean, I'm
1: not like advertising for it, but I love it because I got it during covid and they mm-hmm. have the best classes and I didn't feel like I was in a class environment where I didn't know the moves and I might not be doing it like, great. So I was by myself and I could see someone and be like, okay, do I look like I'm doing it right? I love that thing. So it it was great. Um, No, you know, you're going to laugh, but I, um, so I'm engaged. You're the first to hear this officially. It just happened. I know. Um, I'm engaged and my fiance and I have a ranch together And I've been, I am so obsessed with being outside. I, I, my family were farmers, um, you know, growing up, I wouldn't go to the farm every summer and, you know, I'd get up in the mornings with my uncles and get on the combines and I just for me being out there planting i love planting flowers i love being in and i love animals like i'm an animal freak so I'm coming to the ranch yes <laughs> we have horses i've got some alpacas i um, love alpacas i i know i mean i we have uh, four dogs I just rescued an African tortoise last week. I mean, I, I don't, I can't even tell you. I built a tortoise house over the weekend. I mean, we were in the barn building a, a house, t- retrofitting a dog house for a African tortoise. So, you know, I think for me, I just love being out there at the end. I love feeding them. I love, you know, being outside. I love being on our tractor. I mean, you would think here is Kendra Scott. This like when those things for me, give me so much joy mm-hmm. and I look forward to them crazily enough, like just to be out there, be out there with the kids, watching the kids ride the horses or whatever it might be. It's just for me, it is my place of calm and I'm just so happy and no makeup, jeans and a flannel shirt and an old worn pair of cowboy boots. And I'm really, really happy.
2: (laughs) Kelsey. I know we we're twins? going, yeah, you got, well, first of all, I want to go ride all the horses. Second of all, yes, Maria, you guys are twins. <laughs> yeah. yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we were separated at birth. I, I love, love it. Good. Well, you
1: have to come to Austin, please come and come see the animals and we'll go riding and it'll be awesome.
2: Maria likes there's... her lawnmower. That's not a tractor. I lo- but no, lawn- <laughs> yes. I have a riding lawnmower. That's what she's Don't talking want- about.
1: Yes. That's what I'm tra- I mean. It's a big one, but it literally, there's nothing more therapeutic, right, Maria? Well, I, I, I can't believe I'm having this conversation with you because mm-hmm. no one would think, looking at you or I, that mm-hmm. our, one of our favorite pastimes is mowing the lawn.
0: Kendra, but it is. I, I am in Connecticut right now. We have 60 acres here, okay? Yeah. I live to get on the lawnmower and mow the lawn and be outside in nature. I love catching all the frogs and playing with the animals. I mean, I am an animal... You could stick me anywhere as long as there are animals and I'm fed. I just want food. Um because I
2: like We're done. I'm
1: going to I'll get yourself. I'm going to text you pictures of my alpacas because those are the the next animals you need in Connecticut. They would so love it up there. I
0: go to the neighbors to play with theirs because I love them <laughs> so much. My neighbors all have animals, so I go to all of them. I have um, a dog down the street that I'm obsessed with named Bruno. He's a bulldog. I have the alpacas down the street. I got the goats and the sheep, like that we play with them. I love animals. I've been an animal lover my whole life, but being in nature, like the second I got home here, I stopped grinding my teeth. Yes. I could sleep. I can breathe. Something about being in the woods is so relaxing. We have a pool in the back. When you swim in the pool amongst the woods, yeah. There's no other feeling like it. It's crazy. So I fully understand. And I was telling Kevin recently, I said, you know, I always growing up said someday I'm going to have a zoo and an aquarium. Yes. I'm going to save all these animals. And I said to him, I go, I think that really is what's going to make me happy in life. He's like, all right, well, we'll do it. And I go, no, I didn't, not yet. <laughs> no I'm telling you, but it's just, will start happening. Like this African
1: tortoise it would needed rescue. There's a central Texas tortoise rescue. And I don't know how I came about it. I'm like, I wasn't planning on rescuing a turtle, (laughs) but this thing is so cute. He's so cute. I'm like, Oh my God, I love him. So you never know. I mean, it just happened overnight. Kind of like, it keeps like my menagerie, you know, of like thing animals that I just, and I love them so much and just brushing the horses, feeding them, watching them eat like all those things that, I just love, wa- I mean, I love it all. And yeah, like yeah. you said, sitting on the patio and you can hear the bugs, yep. like the sound <laughs> the of the bugs and-, and the wind in the trees. And it's those simple things for me. Like I sit out and I'm just like,
0: oh, instantly. Yeah. Oh, so good. Okay, so now Kelsey, I'm going to tell Kendra some things that are going to probably freak her the hell out. So this is how insane I am. So last summer we drove from, I spoke at a Tony Robbins seminar. We drove up here from Florida to Connecticut and Kelsey was with me and we get here and the house had been a little bit kind of overrun. My parents had been gone for a long time because as you know, my mom was dealing with brain yes. cancer. Um, how long did your uncle live for, by the way, with my, him? my stepdad, I mean, your stepdad, stepdad, sorry. Yeah. Um,
1: he, so when he was diagnosed from diagnosis, uh, almost seven years.
0: Wow. Yeah. And he had, he had glioblastoma. So he,
1: he, I mean, I should know exactly the type of cancer, Marianne. I'm sorry. I don't know if that's That's okay. His was, they think was formed from agent orange exposure from Vietnam. So Ah. he had had a tumor removed and another tumor came back. So we were kind of going through, you know, removing tumor, removing another one, then one form that was just impossible for us to kind of get at. Um, I mean, he had done, we had kind of kept it at bay you know, at first they did not think he was going to make it more than a year. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, why I'm so engaged and involved with MD Anderson is because they gave us the gift of time, you know, which is, you know, um, it was amazing, but he was diagnosed when he was 40. Was it stage four? Uh, it was stage three at diagnosis. Got it. Got it. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, We obviously have that in common as well. So my mom and dad weren't here. I was like, okay, we'll get it all kind of squared away. Well, of course, now we're coming across different animals, different things. So there was a a salamander in the back and he was looking real, real dead. And so I like to resuscitate insects. Yes, I have successfully given chest compressions to, and brought back to life from the dead, a grasshopper and a cricket. Wow. Very delicate little insects. Tell me you didn't on. do like mouth to mouth on them, well, that. Well, on the salamander crazy. lizard guy, I was trying to give him mouth to mouth, but like not a fish. I was like blowing close to his <laughs> Like mouth. in a straw? <laughs> yeah. And Kelsey's watching me and she's like, you are cooked. And then there was a snake in the basement, a little snake, like, you know, a little long guy. That's where I got the line. I spoke to him. We he, We had lots of conversations and then he cooperated with me putting him in the dustpan in the bag, which, you know, how, how do you get snakes to cooperate? And he said, thank you, because so you, he let me pat him when I put him outside by the pool. But basically, they're like, like Dr. Doolittle. Yeah. So that's how insane I am with it. I mean, I've I've rescued and, and mended so many animals since I was little. Squirrels, raccoons, birds, hummingbirds, all of them. But the yeah. insects are the new ones. So like I... Yeah. Do everything. I can, I can, I can honestly
1: can. say, I mean, I've I've done that with a hummingbird that ran, flew into our picture window. I I resuscitated, I went online, I figured out what to do. But insects, snakes, and rats, that's where <laughs> I draw the line. I mean, and that's
0: where you are a way better person than me. <laughs> Wait, the best is um was there was a rat or like some mouse thing in my backyard. And I was like, Oh no. So I'm, I got a plastic bag and I'm trying to give him chest compressions. And my dad oh God, looking no. at me from the window above, Maria, you crazy. And I go, dad, it's God's creature. We have to help it. Oh Any my know, gosh. Those I are know. my stories. So ranch no. time, I will share more, but, um, <laughs> I am going to let you go because we are at um, at our time and I'm just so oh, grateful so to- I could you- talk to you all day. All day. And and thank you. This was awesome. Thank
1: you so much. I loved every second of it.
0: All right. Kendra Scott. Ladies, have we learned something or many things? She's amazing.
2: I mean, all her advice. I want to go back and listen to it again, but I really, one of the main things I wrote down that I liked was the be disruptive Mm -hmm. I think that that's so cool. And I think that right now, you know, with the social media and the TikTok, I think it's so easy to kind of like bandwagon and do what other people are doing. And she's like, no, if, what did she say? If you're doing what everyone else is doing, you've already failed. Oh, and I like, I agree. I'm like, be original, be you and don't be scared. And that kind of goes into something else. She was talking about, you know, women being scared of being judged. And she finally got over that. And she was just like, you know what? No. So I thought that, that was amazing. Um, she's really cool. And you guys had really fun energy together. So I'm excited to go to the ranch.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're going to the ranch. I love the nail salon. I love yeah. the smoothie bar, you know, at after Buzz, we did the laundry machines and we, you know, we did what we could We had such a small space. Um, you know, we had maybe 12 employees or have some still, but I think at that time, At our highest point, I think we had like 12. So it's a little different than 3000, but we're
1: getting there. We have all the,
0: the, the stuff in the, in the back burner waiting for the moments. But I think the biggest thing that I took is that it doesn't happen overnight. It does take a long, long time and you have to grind and you have to really love it to keep fighting for it. And so, um, you know, it's, 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 it's a thing. And so even with this, what we're building here with better together, you know, her passion is to help female entrepreneurs. And my passion is to help people in general, but really with health and wellness and, um, and all of that. And so, um, you know, I think that if your passion is authentic to you, and if you are willing to put the work behind it and you're willing to be patient um that everything will come and everything will happen and so for us our next step is our website which we're really excited about and I hope you guys love it I hope you're already loving the new branding for the podcast and um it was so funny because I'll tell you guys and I got to reach out to Sahara Rose we had Sahara Rose on the show um a couple of times she's an ayurvedic uh, expert and so I have her podcast on my you know my apps, and so what was really funny, and I don't know if it'll happen today, but the, the day I looked at ours, that you were like, Okay, we're live. Oh, yeah, look, there's hers, and there's mine. So and you similar, you can't really tell from this, but they're the coloring is kind of similar, and I was like, Oh my god, same vibe. We just have good both have good taste and didn't realize. Um, but anyhow, we, we've been rebranding and, um, and we're going to make our website a destination so that you can go every day and learn and grow and have kind of a happy, fun place to, to visit. That's, um, giving you real true advice and true information. So, um, I'm really excited for that launch and that will be very, very soon. So, you know what? we're all dedicated. We're trying and we're doing our best. And we're so grateful for you guys to be on the journey with us and to be healing and learning and growing right alongside us. So thank you guys for that. If you haven't hit subscribe on YouTube, by the way, there's a whole new video up there. Go check it out. I'm sharing kind of what we're doing. Um, in this next phase there. If you haven't subscribed, um, please do. And join us on Patreon for a deeper experience. Every week you get an extra show at the $10 tier. You get ad-free shows and you get to be a part of our HEAL events, which are incredible um, and such an incredible value. So join us over there, um, especially while you can before of things change and so you guys can be grandfathered in yeah all right that is it for us today ah, in the meantime wait. i have
2: oh. a, i have a review to read I have, review. I have a review so you guys we for a minute weren't reading our apple podcast reviews which was sad because all of us get so much joy from them maria's yeah, like kelsey and maria's like let's start reading them again and i'm like all right so if you haven't yet i know a lot of you have but if you haven't please leave us a five-star review on apple podcast it means the flippin' world we we really want to get to 2000 by the new year that's kind of our that would be our christmas present that's what we're fingers mm-hmm. crossed putting that in yeah the so universe. when you're at dinner with your friends yeah. steal their phones yeah, hit exactly. subscribe give us a
0: five star
2: exactly <laughs> i mean i'm all in heck yeah i had to reset my computer so it kicked me off of everything so i left a new review So, I mean, as many places as you can, you guys. So I'm going to read the most recent one that says, love it. Five stars from IDK, 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 one, one, one. Thank you. It says, heard about this pod from Please Stop, the podcast, which I'm not sure what that is. So I'm going to have to look that up. It says, Maria is so inspiring. You are. So thank you, guys. Um, That's our most recent one. So Come on, we need some new ones. We're gonna keep reading them every week, and just thank you all so much. We, we love you,
0: love you, Hill Squad. All right, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Hey, Hill Squad, we have been on quite the journey together, and we're hearing from so many of you just how much this show is helping you heal and get better, and it makes us feel so good. We love, love, love it, and we just ask that you don't keep it to yourself. Spread the message and share the show.